This is Bill Copeland. Welcome to Copeland's World. Welcome to my podcast today, which is advice to parents. Now, this advice to parents is based on a book I wrote called 25 Ways to Make College Pay Off. Um, book's no longer in print. You might be able to get it through Amazon, but I'm not here to sell you books anyway. Can't go through all 25 because you would fall asleep. So I'm going to do the top 10. So number one is, is it directed at parents? I, here's what I want to say. Although this podcast is talking to parents, if you're a child who's in college and have parents, you should listen too because you can train your parents um, and get them to behave the way they should to help you develop your professional skills. It's sort of like if you've ever tried to train a dog, um, the dog trains you. So keep that in mind uh, as I go through these. First thing is, uh, is that parents need to be more transparent on who's paying for your education. Uh, many students I talk to will say, if I say, how much debt do you all have? They'll say, oh, I don't know. And then if I say, well, uh, who's paying for you? Well, I don't know. Uh, my parents are. Oh, and if your parents ever talk to you about, well, they don't want to tell me how much they're paying because they don't want me to feel guilty. That is not good behavior on your parents' part because what they're really saying to you is, please be a child, please let me take care of you, please just accept what we're doing for you. So you should demand to know what the finances are, who's paying for it. You're also going to want to know when you graduate, do you have any debt? Um, now, a good attitude among your parents, which I'll talk about later also, is if your parents say, this is an investment in your future, that's a healthy way to say it. They like that idea. Parents should also not present college as the only choice for students. Um, the college dropout rate is 60% um, of the students who start college do not graduate in four years. That's 60%. In, in five years, it's down to 50%. So why send students to a situation where half of them fail anyway? Because there are many, many alternatives. I know, the, I know the general belief is that the more education you get, the better you'll do in, in, in your career. Well, that's completely not true. That's not true. There's a slight correlation, um, but it doesn't guarantee success. So when, when, you, when you're talking to your students about, your children about um, going to college, bring up other alternatives, such as community college, actually getting a job. I mean, some parents do encourage their, their kids to take a gap year because they're not ready. These are all great ideas. Be, be flexible on whether your, your um, children will want, need, need to go to college right away, especially if they don't know what they want to major in or what their purpose is or what their career is. 
It's not a bad thing to take a gap year. It's also not a bad thing to get a job. Also, when you find uh, your children don't love school, they like the social part of school, but they don't like the studying and everything, um, you should take that into account. I would say, don't, don't say, okay, don't go to college, um, but say, well, maybe if you don't like it, you should think about it because you're not gonna do well if you're not gonna put your heart into it. So it's not their only choice. And you're fighting against society that is teaching your kids that it is the only choice. The school district, the friends, the com competition, they're sort of pre predisposed, brainwashed to go to college. Um, also, I, I think it's important that you see how your, your kids are performing in high school before you send them in to college. If they're not getting their stuff in on time and they're not doing well, um, that's even less reason to coach them. I'm making an investment in you. I don't know if I want to make this investment. In fact, I said that to one of my kids who came in with a bad paper. I said to them, you're not doing well, and I'm hoping you keep doing poorly so I don't have to pay for your college, and you can go get a job and be fine. Well, unfortunately, that straightened them out, so now I have to pay for college. I had to pay for college. Um, but I think that kind of attitude, a lot of parents like feel, oh, it's the end of my world if my kid doesn't go to college. He's going to end up in a dumpster somewhere. Uh, well, if he does, he does. Why try and prevent that from happening? Um, they have to prevent it from happening. Um, yeah, so my fourth point I've already brought up, say see yourself as an investor in your child's career development. Um, you should, you, sh you should be an investor. You want a monthly report. You want the sales figures. What are the sales figures? Well, raise or sales figures. Um, they come home every weekend. Uh, well, not, that's, that's a little sign that maybe there's a little problem here. Your investment's going down the toilet. Keep thinking of it as an investment. But while you keep thinking of it as an investment, don't micromanage too much. I have seen, I've had students sitting in my office and I was suggesting a course and they called their mommy up to see if they should take the course or not. Like the mommy should not even know what the courses are. Um, that's called helicopter parenting, which is a very bad thing. Have you had parents call you before? Uh, I've had, no, um, a couple times, but then I say, well, I can't talk to you. Your, your, your kid's got to give me permission. Actually, that brings up another thing. Parents don't get it because if you see your child messing up uh, and you call a professor and say, Is my, how, how's my child doing? The professor by law has to say, well, have you signed the FERPA agreement that allows me to talk to you about your child, and if, you, if, if your child has not agreed to let the parent talk to me, I can't talk to them. Now my position would be, like if my son said, yeah, no, I don't want you talking to professors, uh, I'm not going to sign this agreement that lets you talk to professors, I'm going to say, well then I'm not going to pay for your tuition, so get the hell out of my life. That's what I'm going to say. And then he's going to say, oh, okay.
So um, that's, a, that's a typical, I can't understand why parents would allow their kids to prevent them from talking to the faculty. Now, or to the dean. Now, on the other hand, I think it's very bad um, for parents to talk because the parents don't know anything. And uh, I've had a situation where some student was whining that I wouldn't let him out of class for some religious holiday. And um, I, the, the parent went to the dean. The deans emailed me as if I was a bad person and said, why won't you let them? And I said, what are you talking about? It's my policy, I announce in class. If you have a religious holiday, you don't have to come to class. What had happened is the kid didn't want to go home for the religious holiday. They wanted to go to Atlantic City and gamble or whatever these people do. And the parent didn't even know that. So the parents, is none of their business. On the other hand, you are an investor, so how do you micromanage? Uh, how do you manage? Not to, I, I call it the Goldilocks principle. Not too micro and not too macro. Um, I do think you should look at grades. And the main reason I would emphasize looking at grades is to see if they're progressing to their degree. I would not worry about they got a B instead of a A. And this whole grade thing, not that important. So let's see number five. Next thing the parent should do is say to the child, when you graduate college, you're off my gravy train. You're not living with us unless you pay rent. I'm not supporting you. I'm not even paying your car insurance. If you don't put enough fear in the heart of the student, of your kid, to be financially independent, why should they look for a career or a job? Why should they even take courses that will help them? Um, now, I know this is going on in today's world and parents basically chicken out all the time and let their kids get away with this stuff. Um, <clears throat> my kids believe me when I said, no, you're, you're finished. And like, they behaved in a way where they had jobs when they finished college. And actually, uh, I know parents who have kids that don't finish college, so then you cut them off right away and they get a job and they're fine. So the next thing is the application process. Now here I see parents doing horrible things, like writing their essay for the student. Um, and being on the student's back about sending the application in on time. Did you send it in? Did you send it in? Did you send it in? Now, I can see why a parent does that because, hey, they're not going to college. They don't apply. They want to apply. Um, but you can see how evil that is because if you can't even get the kid to send in an application, why? What are they going to do when they get to college? Um, so I think you should, you should make a deadline, you know, and you should try and stick to it. And also, it's a sign that the, the student is not going to do well when they get there because they weren't even responsible enough um, to turn the thing in on time. So the other, the next thing is a really big uh, element that I want to bring up. It is to emphasize that everything in college is about developing skills. And uh, I think I've talked to you about my skill sets before. It's about developing skills. And then look at college as a gymnasium 
just you as as if you were interested in physical development you'd look as a gym it's a gymnasium not where you learn stuff and skills but where you practice them you practice them all the time and i don't think students have that attitude now most parents that i talk to agree with my position yeah it's not really important to master the subject it's important my kid has the skills that'll get him a job um, somehow the students don't seem to get that message and the reason for that is because our school systems emphasize grades and content mastery and not skills they emphasize how you do on tests well you don't get tests you, you don't get paper and pencil tests you don't write term papers in the real world. You satisfy your boss, which requires skills, or you get fired. So the, the process of college um, isn't always what it should be, which should be a gymnasium for career development. And that's a good thing to keep in your mind. Next thing is jobs and internships are the key and it's more, what they do in the summer is more important than what they do in an academic semester. They will learn more in a good summer job or internship. And by the way, I don't distinguish between jobs and internships. I actually like jobs better. I like working at Donuts, at Dunkin' Donuts, better than uh, doing a research project for some professor because it's a real world. You have to deal with customers, which is like a nightmare. <laughs> now, in a sense, uh, jobs and internships are like a special higher level of a gymnasium for students to develop skills. They, st they start in an internship uh, or job really having to perform. Whereas if you're in a class and you write a good term paper, uh, that's a little bit of a gymnasium for skills, but not a real one. The real one is the real world. So a huge uh, commitment and you have to instill that in your, in your child because they will. But let me just say something else. I've had a lot of students who want to get internships and it's April and they come to me and say, I need to get an internship. And I say, well, you're like four months too late. That's the first thing. I know, but I had so many things to do. I had so many courses to take. I had so many, I didn't have time to get the internship. <clears throat> And then I would say, I would then say, I would rather see you get a B or a C in a course and get an internship than an A in a course and not get an internship because that's going to be more important for your future. Internships are very important because they help you not only develop skills, but they help you explore careers. And so the mythology is, well, I'll take a course in marketing in the management school and then I'll learn how to market. No, you won't you'll learn the theories of marketing that the professor spouses and the espouses and the books they make you read and the multiple choice tests you have to do. You won't learn anything about marketing, but go work in the marketing department at Target or someplace, corporate or where, then you'll learn what marketing is, then you can decide if you want to do that. You can't go take, you can't take courses and decide you want to do that. You can only take experience and decide you want to do that. And I don't think students really get that. Now, the, the last one is that is based on the totally incorrect idea that education is in itself good. 
It's not good. But what it does is it leads to behavior of having triple majors and then and then and a minor and like nobody cares. Most employers don't look at your your um, res uh, not your resume, your transcript. They don't look at your transcript. They well they look at your transcript to see if you graduated, okay? They don't look at the courses. They don't look at triple major, double major, whatever, whatever, whatever. And there's more and more majors. They don't even know what these majors mean anymore. So um, don't think getting more majors will produce, will make you better educated as far as the employer is concerned. It won't, although I've, some people don't believe that. Anyway, uh, then the other thing is the graduate student, this graduate school problem. Whether it's law school or a master's in B MBA or whatever it is, in most cases, it's an excuse for not deciding what you want to do. And it's also a way to shut your parents up because they won't say, well, what are you going to do for a job? And you're going to say, well, I'm going to get an MBA. And they're going to say, okay, now shut up. But same thing with law school. I'm going to law school. I don't have, we talked about this in the previous po podcast. It's a way of getting your parents off your back without making a decision is what do you want to be doing in your career. Now the other thing I need to mention is we know that most people have five or six different jobs in their career. Whereas in the old days you, you, you got in a career, you stayed at it the whole time. You, okay? Today it's not true because of the way the economy is and a lot of things. Um, so you need to make sure um, your kids are prepared for that. And the only way to prepare for changing different um, careers is skills. If you have all the skills, then the career, you'll be successful whatever career you choose. But if you think, well, I got to really learn a lot about biology or whatever, um, and you get maybe a, uh, a career somewhat related to it, um, and you don't have the skills, then you're stuck. So uh, skills are very important. And that's the, I guess the overall message of this is skills win for your kids. And it might seem obvious to you, but I've dealt with students for many years, and um, they don't get that message. And the reason they don't get the message is because their K through 12 education was about spitting back stuff and getting high grades. Had nothing to do with skills. So I want you to be committed to that, and I think parents know everything I just said. Everything. Because when I talk to them, they're telling me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like hit, hitting their kid and saying, listen to him, listen to him. Um, they don't understand the um, inability of the students to embrace skills. Because it just sounds, on the one hand, they're like you're a truck driver, which is low prestige. And on the other hand, you don't even know what you're talking about. So um, I hope that's helped you. I think um, you, can, you can be very powerful in your kid's life. You cannot control their success. You could only help them prepare themselves to have success. You cannot control them. You cannot fix them. Uh, they can only fix themselves. 
and the way they can fix themselves is by getting skills. So thank you very much for listening and take care of your kids and let them know what's, what's right. Skills are everything. Bye.